SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, Cindy Crow. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> so lovely to meet you in person after all this time. Yeah, exchanging on Fraggles on Twitter <laughs> and LinkedIn. Yep. Uh, you had a nice trip over. We're in France at SEO Camp. In Paris. In Very Paris. fancy. Lovely place. Uh, now, I know that you did business and art. Yes, that's true. Together. Yes, as a double major. But uh, when I graduated, they actually only gave me credit for one, even though I had done oh. the amount of work for both. The rotters. They said, they said, well, no one's ever done this before, and we didn't think it could be done. Ooh. And then they, they were like, bureaucracy, we don't know what to do, we can't give you. Anyway. No, no, great. No, no, sorry. I, I am listening. <laughs> That's long I, I, story, I think... but I've, I've bitter, bitter feelings about that. <laughs> Still, how many many years after, still I can't the bitter thing. I tell you thing. how many years. No, I've, I, I realised that I was trying to catch catch myself. And you, you worked for Blue Moon Works. Yeah, a long First time ago. First thing I thought of Blue Moon, I saw you standing alone. Well, and it's also a Colorado beer, and Ooh. it was a company in Colorado. But that that is a different company, the beer company and the uh, the SEO and digital agency. Yep. So now we're going to talk about. What do Fraggles mean for mobile-first indexing? Okay, it's a um, big question. Do you want to break it down? Something easy, like well, funny, what's like a Fraggle? Ten words, isn't it? Well, but weighty. <gasps> weighty question. All right, yeah, well, in fact, I've got a list of questions here. Okay. Um, <laughs> and first of all, as you rightly said, what are Fraggles? Okay, so when I talk about Fraggles, what I'm talking about is when Google um, indexes content on jump links or as if jump links were there and they link you to multiple pieces of one page and that's important because the fact that they can link you to a piece of a page even if there's not a jump link there they kind of superimpose it on the page means that they can index things that way now too and so i believe that the switch to mobile first indexing was a switch away from having one piece of content one url indexed all the same way um, to allowing Google to index and organize their index uh, more in a more finite way uh, with Fraggles. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I called them chunks. Chunks. And yeah, then chunks I called them blocks. <laughs> Fraggles are cuter. Yes. Chunks, sounds... Chunky chocolate. Okay. Chunky All right. Chocolate. No, no, no. I, I much prefer <laughs> Fraggles, and I'm very jealous that you thought of it. Um, and you've been doing this for two years. You've been convinced about this for two years, and. I, I was too, but I wasn't calling them fraggles and I was using jump links. Oh yeah, well jump links help. This is what okay. we've, we've found is that adding jump links and especially adding jump links with heading tags, they seem to help fraggle indexing, but they, they're not required. What I did also notice is you got a featured snippet with what are fraggles. Yeah. And you got it incredibly quickly. But you even were there as well, weren't you? I was there. None of we, well, in one of the results, there Ooh, was a picture true. of you and I. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I said you'd never get rid of me. <laughs> and it's come true, you know, in Paris, <laughs> talking about fraggles. Um, what, then I, I, I looked at your presentation that you're going to give tomorrow, and, and you were talking about indicators that Google's intent to rank and display information or content in a SERP without relying on a URLs. What are those indicators? What I think, if you, if you think about a fragment on a website, you're thinking about just like a fragment of content, a piece of content. But the word fragment, the reason it's in my mind, is that we also do ASO, so app uh, SEO. And in the app world, a fragment is like Brilliant. a screen. And the way that you crawl and index an app is more like crawling and indexing an XML feed or a, a, a 
feed of oh. information. And so they don't have URLs. They have to have fragments. But it, within apps, the developers actually put them in. They, they force in URL. Yeah, usually to keep it straight, we call, it, at least at Mobile Moxie, we call the app fragments URIs, like a unique locator. And then they usually, to get them indexed, match them up with the URL. But it's that's not actually required per se for the app to function. Mm. Um, so, so that's where the word fragment in Fraggle came from, is more of like the stream of consciousness feed that you can send um, for app indexing and other kinds of API indexing. Uh, and you know, now Google's launched the indexing API and they've always been able to ingest XML feeds like yeah. our sitemaps. Um, and I think that, and they've talked about the database uh, schema markup. So, so I think that the balance has tipped between the, the cost benefit of crawling and indexing the web with crawlers or ingesting it with APIs. And for a long time, it was cheaper for Google to crawl and index everything manually. And you have to understand when they're crawling, they don't know what they're gonna find. Mm. And so they're crawling blindly and they have to waste a bunch of time on stuff that may or may not have changed. And that's yeah. really horrible use of resources. I was talking to a client about that this morning, about how to get Google to actually crawl stuff that changed and not, 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 and not look at the stuff that hasn't changed. Right. Um, but you're saying perhaps we're going to end up in a world where we're going to be injecting information into Google. Well, maybe. Or am I pushing it too far? I mean, that, that's the extreme side of it. Um, but, but yes, the indexing API allows us to do that. Now, there will be checks and balances on the other side. Um, in the same way that you can, you can influence Google's crawling and indexing with XML sitemaps, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be black and white. Because in the old days, probably before you were doing SEO, uh, I don't know how oh, long you've been doing it. Did, did 1998. You ever... OK, so you did search engine submission. Yep. yep. And, and I did a different page for all the different bots and for each yeah. variation of yeah. every single word and it was right. horrible. <laughs> it wasn't I hated that bad. it. You oh. just click all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean in the old days we would submit URLs and, and entire domains to to the search engines to be indexed. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, when I saw the indexing API launch, I was like, oh my gosh, it's 1995 again. Because it's very similar where oh, you're like, yeah, okay. hey, Google, here's all my content. And that's what we were doing with search engine submission, too. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like deja vu, but presumably they've sorted it out. But actually, sorry, the, the, it's kind of deja vu. We're in France, which is that's incredibly appropriate. <laughs> but, uh, but also, a lot of things are deja vu. Yeah. Uh, HTML tables are coming back. Tables uh, and, and jump links themselves. And jump links, they were yeah. for a long time not a big deal and not, not really a ranking I factor. I find that you know, nothing. wonderfully ironic that yeah. we're coming back to all this really simplistic in inverted commas stuff. The new younger SEOs, they don't, they don't even know what to expect because they didn't live through it the first time. <laughs> Brilliant. And we did. And we did. Yeah. Because I can say my age and it's very old. <laughs> um, no, that, that's absolutely brilliant. I hadn't really looked at it from that point of view. Now, I had another question. This has been, this has been going round and round. Because when, when you get these fraggles, you get the meta title and then the P, the paragraph from the middle of the content, which is completely idiotic in terms of uh, the, the meta title doesn't correspond to the content of the P. I'm wondering when you think we're going to get the H2 that goes with the P. They're getting that up. in some of them. Ooh. Yeah. Ah. So I and haven't been paying getting attention. Images. So I've seen fraggles where there's the the H 
so what we do is we put the jump link in an H2 usually or an H3, mm -hmm. usually H2. And so we have the meta title showing in the blue link and then the blurb. And then there are a couple different ways that fraggles are, are shown. But when they're a carousel, I've seen them uh, a carousel with the H2 and the image under the H2. Can I ask a question, please, please, please? Can you send me an example on Twitter? It'll be in my presentation tomorrow. I should have looked better at your presentation today, <laughs> shouldn't I? It's fine, I'll show you. Okay, I'll be watching. Oh, no, I'll be presenting you and then I'll be watching it. Brilliant stuff. So I'll know all about it tomorrow. Um, you know what else, though, that's interesting that I bet you, you missed? I probably nuance, have looking at it. I'm missing a lot. Of, of glancing through my presentation. You're speaking French, nuance, déjà vu. <laughs> It's the best I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Merci. Um, okay. So in the nuance, what's interesting is in the, have you seen the AMP featured snippets where they're highlighting? No. Nope. All right. Let me tell you about this. So I think that this, this very much proves how fraggles work. Uh, if you think about, so think about a featured snippet that's got an AMP icon. So it's a featured snippet derived from a page that's in AMP HTML. Now, when you click through on those particular ones, feature snippets with an AMP logo, uh, it takes you to the, it scrolls to the specific piece of the page that was shown in the featured snippet and it highlights it mm. in orange. Yes. What's interesting there, let's go one level deeper. They don't always take all the content in order. I've seen them omit sentences and pick and choose. Oh, I saw that as well. Now I remember. Oh, uh, it was in it, it was in Wikipedia. It had taken a chunk out. I can't. I've I've got a terrible memory of doing that. Sort of but yeah, brilliant stuff. So with AMP, they can because AMP is fairly structured. And they can understand yeah. it very simply. They don't have to worry about messing it up. Yeah. So they can scroll down to it and highlight it. Is that about it? Yeah. And, well, and they host it. Good point. <laughs> um, so it's easier, but I think they can do it on stuff that they don't host. It's just way easier when they host it to process it fast yep. and get exactly what they want. And, and of course, it's much more predictable in AMP HTML, stuff like that. But, but I think AMP HTML is kind of, it's an API in its own right. It's a way to simplify, once they have HTML, they can, or AMP HTML, they can compare it to the regular HTML and be like, ah, oh, this Ooh, is how we, it. yeah, they map it. Same as hreflang. Genius. When they were, sorry, when they made us do hreflang, it was to teach them languages. Yeah, and, and to map it. I'm brilliant. No, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. For people who can't see us, I'm looking <laughs> completely stunned. But I, it's it just, my mind's going around. I'm thinking, shit, this is going to be great. Inadvertent army. Like, what yeah. do we do? No, no, it's the, the AMP mapping thing. I was just going, wow, brilliant. I'm, I, oh, I can use that. Yeah. Um, yeah We're but, I training mean, their machines. But, I mean, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole process over the last years has been us training their machines. Right. And Google Plus and, and authors and, exactly. and all that stuff. And they just throw it out and they go, okay, we've learned what we need. We don't need it anymore. Right. Um, yeah, and then, then it's less of a ranking factor or less of an influencer yeah. or the AMP logo goes away or the mobile first and indexing signal, go, like visual, yeah. goes away. And as consultants, we're getting paid for it. I mean, and we, our clients are paying us to help Google learn. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, okay. It's not so, a horrible deal. Oh, it's a good deal for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy. Anyway. But it, it keeps us employed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will always be something new that Google's trying to learn. Yeah, no, exactly. And 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 it's constantly changing. And right now, it's changing so fast. I mean, so, I'm finding that I'm doing I'm doing less and consulting more and talking more and telling people this is where we're going. This is what you need be, need to be doing. And I find that really interesting. So I'm really happy. What I find interesting 
on a related note is that the communication that came out before mobile first indexing launched did not talk at all about this and it's frustrating for me and and of course again we're all employed you know seos getting paid for this but um it's just unfortunate i wish that google would have been more transparent because all of this stuff happened once they launched mobile first indexing and i believe you know in my core that it was fundamental uh, to what they were doing to what they were doing but and i was just, naively just thinking that maybe they didn't know well maybe naive naive <laughs> maybe 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 the googlers who speak at, to us didn't know but someone knew yeah right sure. but i i do think like john and gary they're good guys they may or may not have known they probably did right but they have a job to do and that's fine mm. but the seos that get really mad when you say something that it's like not written up in the guidelines like you guys have to i feel like seos are, are have been hand fed mm. stuff uh by the googlers and they were they refuse to open their eyes and look and see what's happening like for years and this this is i'll end my rant here for <laughs> years um google has said that amp isn't a ranking signal and it may be true that amp isn't a, ra a ranking signal for the individual pages and the blue links but those carousels sure do float to the top so the amp carousel may have its own algorithm separate mm. from the regular blue sure. link algorithm and so they're just fine slicing or thin slicing the truth Maybe it's not this algorithmic ranking factor, but it sure does help get that carousel there. But I mean, yeah, and also once you're in the carousel and people are showing interest and they're interacting with your part of the carousel, Google then takes that as a signal that you are a useful resource and presumably that then affects your, your results. Potentially, but they would never say that. No, sure, sure, 100%. I mean, 100%, right. Your rant is over. Can we now talk <laughs> yes, about yes. speakable content? Yes, yes, okay. Speakable schema, sorry. Um, sure. You mentioned that in your slide, but you didn't, the slide was a bit limited in terms of what it, on it. That was Probably. it. Probably. <laughs> Can you just tell me very quickly what it is? I promise not to release the podcast before you oh, speak. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so Speakable Schema is something that Google's had out for a while. It, it only works on a certain kinds of content right now. Um, but uh, we're going ahead and marking up anything that we want um, to rank in Speakable Schema in the long run uh, because I, I think that they're doing it just like they did AMP where they started with news and then they went to recipes and then they kind mm. of made it just about everything or anything, um, but speakable schema is what tells Google what would make a good answer. And we're training them again. We're training them again, yeah, to find the good answers. Brilliant. No, okay. uh, and so it's meant to, if you think about it, like Google has a shortage. Google spent so much time and money marketing um, their, their Google Homes and Google Assistant mm. and Home Hub and all the new, new toys. Um, but they have a shortage of content that can be shown eyes free and they can use their you know bots to redo the stuff and so they're I think they're thinking that they'll do that when they don't have a better option so we're marking up stuff as speakable if it's a good answer so how to FAQ uh, and how to FAQ and uh, what's the other one there's a third one how to FAQ Try singing it. Q&A. Can you sing in it? No, you can no, sing No, sorry, I was saying try singing it. It's like, it's like somebody oh. with a stutter <laughs> if they sing it. Okay, yeah, so 
but I mean, so, so once again, they're looking at that. We're saying to them, this is a good answer. They can then judge what is a good answer, and then they can extrapolate that to other sites that haven't used that markup, presumably. Yeah, and if you think about uh, Q&A, it's perfect markup for mm. them because they're trying more and more, as is the theme of the, the podcast, mm. to answer questions. So when you say this is a question and this is the answer, then you become immediately a strong contender for people also ask, mm. things like that. And the people also ask is also a strong contender for any kind of voice result, right? Mm. Because it's formatted as sure, question yeah. and answer. I think Patrick Lang Langbridge is going to talk about that as well, yeah. which is brilliant. No, no, great. And, and the other thing, of course, I mean, I, I personally saying to my clients, uh, think about what people are asking and formulate your H1s, your H2s in that kind of manner. So, in fact, we're also now, as SEOs, creating the questions and the answers for Google, yeah. even without the speak or markup, using yeah. the fraggles. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. Back to fraggles again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know that they've said since we're on a podcast, they're they're transcribing podcasts and they can tell speaker one, speaker two. And so okay. podcasts are very often Q&A format. OK. Short question, long answer. Yeah. Um, I, I've actually been trying to use the, the Google API to get the, 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 the transcript for the podcast. And it's rubbish. <laughs> you should, I mean, you sorry, should probably Google. do your own. Yes. <laughs> Well, and it's, it struggles probably with accents of it any struggles, kind. My accent, apparently, it struggles <laughs> quite a lot. And I didn't think I had an accent. But I've heard, it's, I've heard even uh, from Americans that it's, it's not great. So, oh, okay. oh, I they, thought it would be trained on Americans. <laughs> it probably is, but I've heard that it's still not great. So for years, they've said they want you to do um, transcribe your own video content, like in YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. But have you seen in YouTube, they're letting you allow other people to translate your oh, okay, no. video so that they can do uh, subtitles in whatever language people choose. So they're trying to internationalize the YouTube content. Mm. But again, I think that's to make sure that they have answers for all the questions because if there's a FAQ or Q&A style video or even a tutorial video, um, they might be able to play or read the translated answer, even if they are, even if you're on a, something without a screen. Brilliant. So, last question is: I mean, we're giving all this information away, and we're structuring it for them in an incredibly kind and generous manner to get something today. But are we not shooting ourselves in the foot? And tomorrow we're going to be completely pooped because everything is going to be on the certain Google will have the answers. Well. Um, it's the perpetual question. I mean, this this question comes up with everything that Google puts out, and it's a good question. But I think that not very original. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a more it's a deeper question than you actually think because for so many years we've been doing SEO to help businesses get exposure for stuff that's often not web stuff, right? If you sell shoes, what you want to do is sell shoes. Um, and so companies are like, but what will we do if Google's lifting all of yeah. our content into their search result? And the answer is you'll still sell shoes. Mm. You know, remember, just don't forget, like, unless you're an online publisher, that's a different story. But if you sell things that exist in real world, then you have a business model already and you just need to work with whatever Google gives us as a venue for ranking. If you're an online publisher, then yeah, Google's trying to put you out of business. Ooh, dearie me. Well, on that incredibly sad note, I think <laughs> we can end that. FAQ and Q&A. Thank you, Cindy <laughs> Crow.